It's time for the Good Morning Show with Terry and Melissa. Grab your coffee, your Bible, a pen, and your journal. It's time to be encouraged. And now here are your hosts, Terry and Melissa. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. Hello to you. Hi. Welcome to the Good Morning Show with Terry and Melissa. It's Saturday, April 1st, and we're almost live. No fooling. More about that in a moment. And if you've ever wanted to be part of a family where you're valued for who you are and you're loved no matter where you've been, then this is the show for you. You got it. We're so happy that you're here this morning and we want you to know the reason we do this is because our aim is to encourage you in a world full of bad news. We want to be good news. We want to be the light of Jesus. We want to share with you the word of God. We want to pray with you and we absolutely want to encourage you right where you are. That's right. So welcome, welcome, welcome to the Good Morning Show with Terry and Melissa Wright. Yeah. In this episode, we got five tips for spiritual growth. We're going to be going back in time to the year that was 1996, since this is episode 96. Melissa wow. has the word for your day, and we've got more generational colloquialisms, that slang stuff from the past, right? We're doing the 80s to the 2010s today, so you're going to love this one. Welcome to episode number 96. I can't believe we are at episode 96 Isn't that already. Crazy? It's gone so fast. I it, mean, you guys know, and if you don't know, when we started this whole thing, I thought perhaps we might go a couple episodes. The truth is, Terry had it on his heart now, over three years ago, to do something in a format like this. Crazy. And I said, we just don't have the time. It's just not something I think that we can can fit into our life right now. And um, the Lord softened me and our situation and our life has changed quite a bit. Yeah, for sure. And the Lord began to prompt me to open a door um, to use social media to encourage and to be the voice of good news and encouragement and love and support. And like Terry said, um, you need to know how valued you are, how loved you are, how part of a family you are. And so as we began to talk about this, I thought, well, let's give it a shot, right? And it may go one or two episodes, right? Right. And here we are at number 96. Yeah. And this has become a huge part of our life because we have seen the difference that it makes in your lives and the difference that it makes in our lives. And at some point, we hope to share with you testimonies that have come to us by way of the Good Morning Show. Um, We've seen people encouraged. We've seen people come to the Lord. Um, We've reconnected with people who really just had a very lonely heart and felt very alone and isolated. Um, We've been able to comfort people in their time of need. And it isn't anything that we're doing. We want to be really clear about that. All credit goes to the Lord. It was his idea. Um, Terry was obedient to his idea. I finally came along. (laughs) I finally got on board with that. Um, But the truth is the Lord is the one that um, brings the harvest. We just get to work it. We just get to be part of it. So we're super blessed. And more than anything, we want you to know we cannot do this without you. You are so important to us. So thank you so much for being faithful to tune in, to share it, um, to share the links, to subscribe to the YouTube channel, and to be interactive with us. Also, you guys have been vulnerable. You've opened your lives to us. You've shared your heart with us. We've shared our heart with you. And this is only going to continue for another 96 more at least, right? (laughs) Probably so. I I have no idea. Lord willing, he wants to do what he wants to do. We're just going to just kind of follow with that. So, hey, this is an interactive show. In case you've uh, just tuned in, this is the Good Morning Show with Terry and Melissa. So be sure to post in the comments and don't forget to encourage one another while you're here. That's one of the biggest parts of this. It's becoming a community of sorts. I I really enjoy that. Seeing how y'all kind of interact with each other and not just necessarily with us, but, um, you know, we said at the top of the show that this is uh, uh, this is a pre-recorded segment uh, because we've got a really busy schedule and we did not want to miss an opportunity to hang out with you guys and for you all to be encouraged and to encourage one another. Yeah. And so, even though, go ahead, post in the comments. Right. Pray for, for sure. each other. And you guys do. You guys have gotten to know each other. You guys are excited about meeting each other in person one day soon. That's so cool. I love how you guys encourage each other. Um, we may not be live, but you can still pray for each other. I'm going to jump on the live stream. And so I'm going to be a part of your chat and um, I'm going to be praying with you and for you. And you know, there's always this cool question we ask and whether we're live or whether we're pre-recorded, the questions still stand. It's really important to us. We love to talk about it. What is in your cup? That's right. We care about what you drink in the morning. Yeah, that's Why? always a good conversation starter. Why it's do like we we're care? sitting across the table from each other, just right. you know, engaging. We're going one to another. coffee. 
you're yeah. our coffee date today. <laughs> and we love having coffee with you. That's awesome. So, Mr. Wright, what is an, I, excuse me, Reverend Wright. <laughs> the right good Reverend Wright. What's in your cup this morning, babe? Uh, well, I, mine is different than yours because uh, I we've done Keurig today. And mine is brown sugar crumble. You love I brown, love sugar. The brown sugar Is that crumble. your favorite of all time? I, it's probably so. That and the Michigan so. cherry. Michigan I mean, cherry, for but sure. Brown sugar mine. crumble, yeah. as far as the Keurig goes, that that's my go-to. I, yeah. uh, although I do like the other, uh, the Major Dickinson's, um, Dickinson's uh, Peets, Peets mm-hmm. coffee. We like Peets uh, coffee. A little strong longer flavor but yeah. this brown sugar crumble it's like it's like having a, a brown sugar a muffin with a, you know it's like it's like breakfast it's dessert it's good. dessert <laughs> for breakfast what's in your cup i'm having wild blueberry from mm. um green mountain cake yeah. cup curry cup yeah. and um i absolutely love the berries um i like cherry coffee and i love blueberry coffee a lot yeah. and um so the wild blueberry makes me happy so here we go this morning with a little mug shot all right let's see Three, two, one. Wait, wait, wait. What? Part no. of your face is covered. How do we? How do we get? Uh, okay, come back farther. Oh, come back farther and closer to the middle. There we go. Hey, that's a little better, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. All right, and then I'll tilt this up. All right, are we ready now? Three, two, one. All right. We still got to do our thumbnail, you know. We don't do it all the time. We pick different things, and Terry's so good with all the graphic design that he chooses different cover art for our thumbnail, but it's still kind of fun to do a mugshot. Yeah, and if you leave it up to uh, to, to YouTube, sometimes they get those weird shots with your mouth I'm, hanging open. Well, and, I'm convinced or mine, you know. that's always mine. My <laughs> eyeballs are real big like this. My mouth is open, and those are the ones they choose for the thumbnail. Yeah, so. like the one they chose of our dog, Abby, a couple months, like yeah. a week or so ago go where you were lifting her up we show showed the show. her for a split second on the show and they and, picked that for and the YouTube thumbnail picked that for the thumbnail That's i'm great. sure it's just a random generator i'm sure yeah. it's not them like actually picking i don't know i don't know artificial intelligence is getting pretty crazy these days to be able AIs. to determine you know oh, specific YouTube things AIs. Yeah, yeah yeah so i don't know i don't know either <clears throat> if you missed episode 95 that was thursday night live we had a really good time with uh, generational colloquialisms is where we introduced that talking about things as slang and different phrases that we've heard our family over the years say and just people in general and you all had a bunch of great suggestions on wow, that wow you guys are so on top of it yeah i we, don't know if y'all were googling during the show or you're just that clever <laughs> i'm sure for sure they're clever uh we talked about movies music tv and more uh the, we had the word for your day you came from um the book of James yeah. and Hosea. N- n- no? no, it came from uh, uh, Titus and Titus, James. Titus, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, about yeah. faith and deeds, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a really good word. Thank you. You can find all of our previous episodes on our website, thegoodmorningshow.tv, also our social links, all the different things there. Click on the blog and uh, you'll be able to find some really cool pictures and links and things that we don't normally include in the show uh, on our blogs as well. So check those out, thegoodmorningshow.tv. Hey, do we have a timer or a countdown clock today? Um, we're just going to look up there at the in the red. Okay, there it is. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, every once in a while, you'll have to jiggle that thing so mm-hmm, I can see it. Mm-hmm. Today is Saturday, April 1st, April Fool's Day. April Fool's Day. Yeah. I used to think this was so fun to mess with my mother. I That was like my typical <laughs> Did you have something go-to. that you remember that was a, a, a big uh, April Fool's Day joke mm-hmm. that you did or prank? I just remember the desire to try to catch her up, you know? And (laughs) if I caught her or not, if I like got an April Fool's on her or not, you would never know because my mom was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, she just wasn't. (laughs) Did she know it was April 1st? So she was expecting it? I would assume so. I think she did. Um, I just, I don't know that I ever really pulled one over on her. I don't know why it was so fun to aggravate her. I don't remember anything specific, but I know that our son Brett, I, it was like there's three days a year he probably like woke up early anticipating and that would be like Christmas morning uh, and April Fool's Day and then of course uh, like his birthday or 4th of July or something like that those days but it ranked right up there he always loved to play some jokes and pranks you remember that right right yeah. right I do remember one particular thing um, I don't know if they still have them I think they probably do but we are from Northeast Kansas and so we did the 4th of July up pretty big and um, we had those they're called booby traps oh yeah and they're those like little firecrackers that when string. you pull the string mm-hmm. they pop um, and so I do remember, <laughs> I do remember tying those to my mom's car door and. 
<laughs> oh, you know, you just reminded me of one that I'm I'm sure I could tell now safely because my grandmother, bless her heart, has passed away several years ago. But there was a time where before she quit smoking that um, <laughs> I uh, I got those little cigarette blast things that you oh, stick in no. the end of a cigarette. Oh, no, you did not. Yeah, yeah listen. And I stuck because they told you, they said, you know, don't just stick one in there because if it goes off and they go, oh, ha, ha, OK, whatever. So I stuck two of them in there. Was that your grandma thinking binder? My grandma thinking binder, oh, my, my goodness, mom's mom. Terry. And so she lit up her cigarette and then it just started lighting. I was like, oh, it was a dud. And then it went pop. And the end of the cigarette kind of like flared out a little bit. And she was like, well, that's weird. <laughs> I've never seen that happen before. And so we're like laughing. And then she went and lit it up again and pop. Oh, she's like, Terry. Oh, it was We're, hilarious. Was it loud enough uh, to scare? Well, no, it wasn't real loud. It wasn't because, loud like those finger Okay, I was going to say, those booby traps were loud. And it yeah. scared the fire out of my mom. <laughs> but instead of being amused she was not uh, amused delicious yeah, yeah. she was aggravated well and i'm pretty sure i i got a melissa joy out of that and not the <laughs> oh melissa joy it yeah, was the, the other in trouble, melissa man. joy yeah well the exact origins of the day april fool's day are unknown for the most part throughout history though people have been playing pranks and jokes on others fooling in the name of good fun and entertainment and i picked three that were pretty uh, pretty funny here uh, that you may have heard of and maybe you not have heard of on April 1st, 1957, the BBC told viewers that there had been an exceptionally heavy spaghetti crop in Switzerland that year, due in part to the virtual disappearance of the spaghetti weevil. Are you kidding no. me? No. And the BBC showed footage of spaghetti harvesters diligently That's picking hysterical. noodles from the trees. Some viewers were upset, but some called to ask where they could find a spaghetti bush. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? I yeah. Oh, yeah. Good for you, exceptionally BBC. Heavy Good on you. That's hilarious. Yeah. In 1996, more recently, Taco Bell ran a newspaper ad announcing that it had purchased the Liberty Bell. And the ad, this was a risky thing for them to do because it annoyed a lot of people. But it proved to other companies that you get a huge bang for your buck if you pull off a stunt that everybody talks about. You know, right? well, sometimes in today's adage, and, and bad attention is still attention, yeah, yeah. right? Bad promotion is still promotion. Yeah. So it's, that's, that's interesting. Well, before they did that, I mean, April Fool's Day was just kind of a lighthearted jest, a bit of fun, you know. But starting with the Taco Liberty Bell and then continuing into the companies are still seeing it as a way to promote their companies and make money in a, in a big way. So, wow, that's hysterical. Yeah. How funny. People are also very clever. Have you noticed that? Yes. Like yes. people are very ingenious when it comes to that kind of stuff. Some people just have like a gift and ability to be able to think and outside of the box and see vision where there isn't vision. Oh, I know. This like this last one, it resulted in something that's actually popular now. In 2014, Google joined the ranks of corporations playing tricks on the public. On April 1st, they published a Pokemon game in which players could use Google Maps to look for and catch Pikachus and Bulbasaurs who would pop up on the map screen for gamers to grab. Now here's the catch. The prize for the biggest collection, a job at Google as Pokemon Master. April Fools, Pokemon Trainers. It was a pretty funny joke, however, it was also inspirational. Software engineers at Niantic Labs took the prank and turned it into a phenomenon known as Pokemon Go. You are kidding me. No. My, our daughter yes. plays Pokemon Go. And, and Brett and, and Taylor too, I'm sure. Okay, so, started. and we have, we have done revivals at churches where like all these cars descended on the church parking lot at once <laughs> while we were there. It was in Glasgow. Yeah, and we were sitting Glasgow, in the parking Kentucky, lot. Because it was a great big Pokemon meetup place. And um, so the thing about it is, I, I, I like it. I think it's fun. Baylor is, it, it's, I think it's just a really cool little deal that they do, but I had zero idea, absolutely no idea that it started as an April Fool's joke. Yeah, by Google. Wow, Go Google. figure. There you go. Good on you. Pokemon Go figure. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things you learn, right? So, yeah, and so, you know, some stuff can come out of, uh, I mean, there can be good things that can come out of it. I don't know. It seems to be, it's entertaining. Um, for some, it might be a complete waste of time or a rabbit hole for some, but, uh, you know, it's one side or the other. Just mod moderation, right? I uh, Baylor doesn't do it very often, but it is a fun thing for her to do. Yeah. And she does it on my phone so I can monitor it. <laughs> That's the true. only complaint I have about Pokemon Go is that sometimes it tries to run my location in the background right, when it's off. Right. And then I'm like, 
Some apps do that. You're going to yeah. get deleted. So what's your favorite April Fool's Day prank? Have you pulled one on somebody and it just really went well? Or maybe it didn't turn out so good, like exploding cigarettes, you know? I don't know. But uh, post it in the comments for us so that we can uh, find out what it is that you jokesters do. <laughs> uh, these are all sanctified folks. Well, now, and you guys have, they don't, well, and they, they, don't do that but stuff. they do have really good minds. They're very wise. They have great ideas. So I bet you I John bet you, Jersey's pranked a few oh, people. Oh, John Jersey doesn't wait for April Fool's. <laughs> He just does it, right? That's right. That's right. And he doesn't need a special day. I was going to mention that my children loved to s- jump out and scare me. You know how they'd stand oh, behind yeah, the yeah, wall, yeah, yeah. And I'd come down the hallway, right. and they duh, and I'd scream, and they just thought that was the best thing in the world. And they did not wait for April Fools to do that. Business. They still do that to they this st- day. Yes. I mean, think and about. And I'm it. like, I'm getting to be an old woman. You ought to be careful <laughs> doing that kind of stuff. <laughs> that's right. No jumping out from behind the the corner of the hallway on anybody here. So. Right. Wow. Well, that's a fun topic. It's fun to talk about. Baylor thinks that um, any holiday at all, like April Fool's or May Day or any St. Pat's, yeah. that it needs to be like a huge celebration Celebration that we should all take off work and school, that we should all, I agree. you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I think I, I, I will speak to this. I think that there is a, a certain um, fascination and wonder of a child in a lot of things that we often, as we get older, we lose sight of. Because I remember May Day. You just mentioned May Day. I loved May Day. So did I. You make the little baskets, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we'll maybe talk about we that made, in about a month right, or so. We made the baskets and the paper flowers. Yes. And then every year we went and put the them on one particular door doorstep. and mm-hmm. knocked on the door and ran mm-hmm. away. And yep. every year it was my grandma. Yeah. Every year it was oh, Cliffa Othout. So and she always came to the door and said, oh, look, it's the beautiful paper flowers. And then she would stand there and look for us. And I said, how how did you know it was me, grandma? And uh, she just knew because, uh, of course, who well, else, yeah, right? Right. Well, of course. Of course. Hey, if you're just joining us, this is The Good Morning Show with Terry and Melissa. Our website is thegoodmorningshow.tv. We're so glad to be here with y'all today. And uh, post in the comments your uh, favorite April Fool's Day uh, thing. Maybe it happened to you or it's something you did to somebody else. Harmless. This is a family show. So, you know, I I don't know. We have to say that. Yeah, keep it clean, you guys. Right, right. Uh, hey, uh, let's uh, let's talk for a few minutes here before we get to the word for your day about uh, spiritual growth. I was thinking about, you know, it's been a while since we had any five tips things. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, let's just look real quickly at five tips for spiritual growth. We may have mentioned in one way or another some of these things, but they all bear reminders. Sure. I Most think, of this is new, though. Well, and you know, a lot of things, if we if we look at the scripture and we look at history with the Lord, a lot of times um, the Lord was repeating himself because mm-hmm. he knows as humans, we, we forget, right? Yep. We forget. And so some of this may not be new revelation for you, but it's a great reminder for where you're at. And, it, you know... I think that because I I know that we're human and we're going to forget that reminding is some of the best things we can do yeah, for each other. Absolutely. So, uh, take it away, Terry. Absolutely. I think it's going to be great. Well, you know, the first one on every list we've done usually is humble yourself and pray. Pray, 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 pray. Prayer is, it's more than just reciting words. It's a conversation with God, right? And a conversation is two ways. It's not just talking, talking, talking. It's listening, listening, listening. Mm-hmm. And the old adage, uh, we have two ears and one mouth, so we should listen twice as much as we talk. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Some days you got a lot more to say to God, and then it's time to just kind of sit back and listen and see what he has to say about it. But any time is a good time for prayer. But the first thing in the morning is especially good because it sets you up for the rest of your day. Uh, Like, ask God to continue to bless you and protect your family. Thank him for another day, for your family, friends, home, transportation, job, and more. All those kind of things that we take for granted. Just say, God, I'm I'm just so, so thankful for that. It's also a great time to ask him for help in keeping your mind focused on his will for your life. And if you don't know what your will, his will is for your life, then be listening. And we'll talk about some other ways here to discover that in just a few minutes. The second thing is to read and study your Bible. I mean, how else he speaks to us, not just in our prayer time, but also as we're reading his word, right? Amen. You think of your Bible as like a handbook. All right. It's more about how to live your life within the pages than we realize. Mm. 
like the books of uh, Proverbs and letters to the churches, uh, the Ephesians and Philippians. Those give us good uh, information for how to live a good, solid Christian life. It's full of, the Bible's full of life lessons. You agree? I do agree. And I think it's important that we want to grow. So this whole topic of, of, you know, how to grow in your spiritual walk, it should be something that matters to you. Not a, so what, who cares? It's not get saved and then just stay stagnant. That's not, the Christian walk is a journey. You don't have any choice but to walk because if you stop walking, you fall behind. And so it is just not a stagnant, you can't stay neutral. And so you have to keep walking. You have to keep pressing on. And so spiritual growth is important and you really cannot grow without these first number one and number two. You have to have prayer. You have to have some sort of prayer life. You have to have communication with the Lord and your Bible is not only an incredible handbook but it is a letter a love letter Mm -hmm. from the lord god to you to his kids and so into the church and so please continue terry this is great information if you've got one of those bibles that has the words of jesus printed in red we always said it uh if you would just read the red parts a lot of times you'd have all you need for life because jesus spoke about all those things Uh, and the Old Testament also well, teaches us history and about Jesus' you, lineage. And if you the just read the red parts, you're going to fall in love with him and want to read all the other parts too. Yeah. One thing I had as a little note was to saturate and soak in the word. Mm. Talk about that for a second. You know, some of us feel like we're on this race. We hurry in every aspect of our life, especially in our time with the Lord. And so we're rushing to get through whatever chapter we have set aside to read today or whatever devotional we've set aside to get through the New Testament in 30 days or whatever. I, I have set out to finish the entire Bible in, you know, 90 days or whatever, 120 days. And so what we're doing is we're rushing through the reading. I would say, give yourself permission to soak in one area. Allow the Lord to lead you to an area of the Bible. Maybe it is a whole book. Maybe it's just a couple chapters. Hey, maybe it's just a few verses. Mm -hmm. And begin to saturate and just read it over, read it over. Think about it. Meditate on it. Think about it throughout the day. Pray about it. Ask the Holy Spirit to bring you insight. Then maybe you want to begin to look at other resources about those particular verses that you've decided to saturate and soak in. And they become so familiar to you that you know them like the back of your hand. What if we soaked in the word to where we knew the word so well, um, that is getting to know the author, that is getting to know the Lord. We are seeking to know him deeper by soaking in his word. I would say there's a time to read all the way through the Bible and there's a time to absolutely soak and saturate. And I want you to have permission today to go soak and saturate in an area of the Bible. Stay there five weeks, six weeks, eight weeks. Yeah. Saturate in one area. Now, if you if you are like, that's just too much, maybe just saturate there for a week or a couple days, right? There is no right or wrong way to do this. Just don't get stagnant or just don't neglect it just press in with this fresh question. Lord, will you today make your word come alive and show me what you want me to know? That's right. Very good. The next thing on the list of five things to do for spiritual growth, number three, join a group or get involved in a group of like-minded believers. Mm. Fellowship is important, Mm -hmm. not only for your sense of belonging and acceptance, but also for your spiritual growth as a Christian, Mm -hmm. right? Maybe it's at church uh, that you attend or in someone's home. Maybe they have a home Bible study or a home church. Online is good, but in-person is always preferable. Like-minded believers sharing their testimonies and encouraging one another builds up our faith. Mm. Plus, you can't get a good hug online. No, and we need each other. We need the fellowship. We need to be in each other's presence. It's important. You okay? He got a bone in his coffee this morning. It's important that we, the Bible says, do not forsake the fellowship or the gathering of the saints. Um, And that's you. We want to be together. Um, And if you don't know where to go and you are having trouble finding a place, um, you know, watching online for a little bit is okay, but don't get comfortable in your jammies on your couch. (laughs) Get get up and get dressed and go on to, to church. Well, and an important part of this one here is there's a saying that says you become like the five people that you hang with. Just remember, it's important to choose people who have a strong relationship with God and can help your growth. 
that that is more important than we know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think we give enough credit for the for that. Um, I, I I noticed things in my life um, that I very much did not do before I started hanging with you every day. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, well it's true. And every once in a while, you say something, and I think, oh boy, that sounds like me. And so you absolutely become very much like that. Yeah, so choose wisely. Choose wisely. The fourth thing in our five uh, tips for spiritual growth is to do for others, right? Jesus said, therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, also do to them. Uh, For this is the law and the prophets. He said that in Matthew 7, 12. This is what we've known as the golden rule, Mm -hmm. right? Do unto others. Yeah. We've heard the command, but how often do we do it? Right. And how can serving others bring you closer to God? Well, for instance, you're caring and you're serving others. It's what Jesus did as an example for us, for what we should do. Mm-hmm. And the goal is really reaching out to people, helping them at their point of need, and then pointing them to Jesus in the process. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said to Peter, he said, feed my sheep. If you love me, feed my sheep. Yeah. So we're to be the hands and the feet of Jesus. And that obedience shows dedication to yeah. him. He says, if you love me, keep my commands. Amen. John 14, 15. One of my favorite verses. You know that. I love that. That's yeah. such good words, Terry. The last one, uh, seek out your spiritual gifts. This is one we really haven't talked about before. And a lot of churches, they'll go through phases where they'll have people take the, a little test, a little, uh, a little uh, thing to help you discover what these are. But the Bible mentions that each Christian has been given spiritual gifts. I mean, think about it. The gifts of discernment, wisdom, faith, knowledge. You got the fruit of the spirit that has all that what love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness self-control um, discover your gifts and learn your purpose i mentioned earlier that uh, you know being in the word and communing with god and talking with him will help you find out your purpose so f- or fulfill your purpose if you don't know what it is this is a good place to start because these are gifts that come naturally and are given by god and they are, maybe cooking. I've talked about people, maybe you make a great apple pie. You, you can have a pie ministry, Yeah, you've right? talked about that as long as I've known you. Serving others. I love that. And maybe teaching. Maybe maybe you were a Sunday school teacher for 20 or 30 years. Like, like Lanny. Lanny. And you're so good at, at teaching other people because you have a passion for it. Yeah. You'll you'll find out through these, uh, discovering what your gifts are, where your passions are. Uh, and there's various online spiritual gifts tests that you can take. It's a questionnaire. It's an online thing. It's not a test. There's not a right or a wrong answer. But remember, when you discover your gifts, you will learn your purpose. And so I encourage you to go check those out and find a good one that you you see uh, that uh, that you think will work for you. You know, with this, um, there we know people who have the gift of hospitality. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, we have been this weekend with one of them, um, uh, oh. Pastor Sean or Pastor Steve Melvin's wife, Sean Melvin, yes. has an incredible gift of hospitality. We know some who just make people feel welcomed and wanted. Their home. Is is inviting. Mm-hmm. Um, they they cook well. They just and that is a gift the Lord uses to not only edify the body and encourage the body, but it glorifies God. And so no matter what it is, I mean, if you tell me what you're good at or what you enjoy doing or what you like to do, we're going to, there's a way that it can bring glory to God. Absolutely. So exercise these five types of uh, tips here to help you to grow more spiritually. And um, man, we love to hear about what you do on your walk and that helps you. What is your gift? What do you feel like is one of your spiritual gifts. You don't have to list them all. A lot of you are truly gifted and mm. have many God-given abilities. Yeah. But what do you think is something that you do well? We would love to hear about it. And maybe you are in search of where you fit in in the body. Can I assure you there's a place for you? Um, there is like, I, I, I see the body as like this line of believers. We're all at the same place where there's a room for each of us. And if something happens and somebody falls behind, that space doesn't get filled by someone else. There is room right. for everyone. There's room for all of our gifts and abilities. And as long as they glorify God and they bring uh, encouragement and edification to the body, we would love to help you plug in and find what your gift is. Yeah. Did so you we'd know, love to hear about it. Did you know that faith is a gift? 
You have the gift of faith. I did. And did, and it's a gift of the spirit. And I believe there are moments when the spirit gives us. Now, we've all been given a measure of faith, right. says the word. Right. Um, and it's enough. It's enough to get not only get us through, but make us incredibly successful in the kingdom. That gift of faith that, that we've all been given, a measure of faith. But the additional gift of faith yes. comes by the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit is manifesting in your life, yeah. there are some who have an incredible gift of faith. Yeah. Very good. And I think what we'll do is I'll, I'll try to remember to put a link in today's show notes for episode 96 about where you can maybe find a couple of uh, good spiritual gifts tests that, that uh, we've used in the past and that uh, maybe you can try for yourself. That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good news. And by the way, great list. Thank you. Yeah. You always do such a good job. Thank you. If I can just keep from choking on my own saliva, I think I'll be yeah, okay. Yeah, that was a little concerning. I didn't know if I needed to whack your back <laughs> or raise your arms or what. Oh, you know, it's good. Do it's we good. do we think that that ever helped anybody? I've, Have you ever noticed that? <laughs> Here, you're okay. We just start whacking their back and they're yeah. just like, that was worse. It made it worse. But we <laughs> Whatever I had lodged in there just went farther down. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no, that's not that's cool. cool. Oh, yeah. sorry. How about a little word for our day today? You got yeah, something over yeah, there? Yeah, I do. I just have a little something this morning from um, the Gospel of Mark. Terry was talking about reading the words in red. Those are the words that Jesus Christ said. And this morning, I'm going to read two verses out of Mark chapter 2, verse 21 and 22. Um, This is exactly out of the mouth of Jesus Christ. And this is what Jesus said. No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. Otherwise, the patch pulls away from it the new from the old and it were and a worse tear results and no one puts new wine into old wineskins otherwise the wine will burst and the skins and the wine is lost and the skins as well but no one but one puts new wine into fresh wineskins excuse me one puts new wine into fresh wineskins so I want to talk about this for a minute. These are analogies that Jesus is teaching and the wineskin and the garment is actually your mind or your heart. And the truth is, um, the Lord is referring to a time when some held so tightly to their version of religion, their version of the law, that there wasn't any room for new revelation for new information. And I don't care who you are. I don't care what degree you have. I don't care how long you've been in school. I don't care how wise you are naturally. There is always room to learn more about the Lord and his word. There is always room to grow. There's more revelation. The Lord only reveals to you what you're willing to hold and capture and grab hold of. Here's another thing. You only know about the Lord, what he chooses to reveal to you. Okay. And so my point is this, there are times that we have been in the past and maybe some of us now are struggling with being stuck in an old wineskin, an old mindset where we are so firm and we hold so tightly to our traditions. We've always done it this way. This is how we have church. We've always sang the songs this way. We always have the carpet look like this. The church building look like this. The seats or the pews look like this. We hold tightly to these old traditions and a, a good majority of the time, those traditions have no bearing on our spirituality. There's also this thought that sometimes our, our relationship with the Lord is reduced to a religious duty where we show up on Sunday morning, we, we pay some money in the offering, we hear a sermon, we say amen, and then we don't think about the Lord ever again until we go back the next Sunday morning. That is not a relationship. And so what Jesus is saying here is, I have come to bring a new revelation. That relationship with the Lord, relationship with the Lord through me, Jesus Christ, the Son, is the new revelation. And all that that entails trumps what you think religious law should be. And so what he's saying about wine, let me tell you why he used this analogy, which is brilliant. The Lord God is so brilliant. So the thing about wine 
is that when it's new and it's fermenting, it breathes. And so as it, it breathes, it expands, right? And contracts. And that is the mechanism of the fermentation, right? And because it breathes, if you put it in an old wineskin that's brittle, it will not expand with the breathing of the wine. And so you'll put fresh wine that still needs to breathe and expand and contract in an old brittle wineskin. And what happens is the minute that it expands past that brittle wineskin, it bursts. The wineskin bursts, the wineskin is ruined, the wine is ruined, and now you have no growth. Not only do you not have growth, now you've took a great step back because you've lost the container as well as the new wine. And so Jesus is saying, put that wine in a new supple, fresh wineskin that expands with the with the contracting and the expansion. The wineskin grows as the wine breathes, right? Now picture this as your mind and your heart. If you are so brittle, and it doesn't matter how old you are, I've known people who are bound to old tradition and religious duty who are very young. It doesn't have to be a specific age group, but if you are so set in your way, stubbornness is not an attribute of the Lord. It is not an attribute or a fruit of the spirit. And if we are so set in our ways that we will not allow our mind and our heart to expand with the revelation the Lord gives us by his word, by his spirit, by the body and the fellowship of believers, then we cannot grow to have more understanding. We cannot grow to have more revelation. We cannot know the depths of the Lord he's inviting us to know in relationship. And not only will our relationship not grow, but it will grow stagnant and it we run the risk of walking right out of right relationship with Jesus Christ. He is calling us to fresh relationship new active first love relationship he is not asking us to become part of some weird culture where we just do religious duty and show up that's not what he's interested in he wants to love you he wants you to love him he wants to know you he wants you to open yourself up to be known in all areas of your life and he wants you to seek him to know him deeper and this analogy that Christ gives about a new a new patch of of garment and a new wineskin is brilliant to wrap our mind around how we need to be expanding not to receive every whim of the world come on not to receive enemies information but to receive more wisdom and revelation from the Lord Jesus Christ in his word can we pray into this Lord, I pray today that we would be new wineskin, that our mind and our heart would be supple and that it would be uh, able to expand, that we would seek you deeper and we would ask and receive more revelation, more wisdom. Lord, that you would empower us to know you deeper and to want to know you deeper, to be in relationship with you and not some religious duty. Lord, I pray today that we would not be afraid to change our mind, that we wouldn't be afraid to come out of our stubbornness and see things from a different perspective. Sometimes change is uncomfortable. So Lord, will you just help us to embrace all that you're asking us to see in a new way? We pray this in Jesus name. Amen. And that is your word for the day. Amen. That's so good. Thank you, Jesus. I love it when we have something that we can apply to our lives. I mean, that's the way the Bible should be. Right. That's the way it should be. But when it comes out so clearly and Jesus, you know, teaches or instructs instructs us in such a kind of way that it just makes sense. Because there are some things where we're like, I'm going to have to chew on that one for a little bit. Yeah. But it's stuff like this. It's just... It's just plain, simple okay, so application. Okay, so if we're really honest, right? right. Um, jiggle the little thing for me. Mm, yeah. Still got about 17 minutes. All right. So if we're honest... Um, if I'm honest and I'm transparent with you and I've, I've endeavored to live my life open and accountable and transparent. So I'm just going to be honest. There was a time in my life when I didn't quite understand that what I just shared and the Lord was kind enough to bring me to what I would call an awakening. Now I was in relationship with him. I was saved. I was even living what I would consider to the best of my ability a sanctified life. But 
something happened um, that brought me to a place of awakening to know there was more to know to seek after all the word had and to actually believe all of the word not just the stuff that I had experienced and so in that awakening came great revelation and it still continues to come and I'm so grateful but it's because I'm seeking it I don't think the Lord piles on wisdom and revelation as a waste for someone who doesn't seek after it and want it and so I didn't always live this way I did think that you know the way we always done it was the way we always should whether it was good or not, it was just what we were used to. And I longed for the days to go back to what, when it was like the church was in its heyday. I remember my home church growing up and we, and, and we had these years when it was just growing and it was massive and we were all of these things and it was so beautiful and we would see the Lord move and it was, and I, as that, those years passed, I longed to go back to see the Lord move like that again. But what I didn't know until I was really awakened in, in about 2015, right? That the Lord wants to do a new thing and he wants to move like that in a new way. Right. And that I didn't have to long for the days of old when he moved in those ways that I could experience what the fresh revelation, the fresh work of the spirit, the fresh power, the fresh manifestation that brings signs and wonders now. And those are the things I never saw really before, except for very rarely. And now that's something we live in because the Lord has awakened us to this place where we always try to stay new, fresh wineskin to hold the new revelation in the new wine. And we don't always get it right. This is not a brag. I don't always get it right, but it's neither an indictment right? I know this, I'm putting forth my best effort. All I want to do is please the Lord. That's my agenda. That's my ambition. I have no political agenda. I don't want to climb some ladder. I don't want to make a lot of money. I want to please the Lord. It's my heart. I want to edify the body of God. I have asked so many years to have his heart and his desires. He's granted those things. And sometimes we hurt because we see, you know, when the Lord is hurt, we feel that. And sometimes we get to see things we never imagined because we desire what the Lord wants. And so I really think if we could get out of our own way and get out of this thing that, and I'm not saying all traditions bad. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying a heritage of Christ isn't good. I'm saying that we cannot become so set and doing church how we think it needs to be done that we aren't willing to make room for the new thing the Lord is doing. Yeah. And I like the example that when he, when I said it was kind of cut and dried is that example of how he explained why it's important that you don't put the new wine in the old, there's no room for expansion. None. Right. And so it gives you that visual. And I you love know what he was visuals. talking about, right? He was talking about uh, doing a miracle on the Sabbath mm -hmm. and the religious leaders were like, that's not keeping the Sabbath day holy. You're not resting on the Sabbath. Um, you're doing work. And the work was healing someone of infirmity right? Yeah. That is, that is staying really stubborn in an old law. And Jesus was saying, you have to be willing to be ready and open to the new move, right? The new move of God. He wants to do a new thing in us. That's good. That's good. Well, hey, this is episode 96, The Good Morning Show with uh, Terry and Melissa. Our website is thegoodmorningshow.tv, and uh, we've been having a really good time with you guys today. We hope you have, too. Uh, as episodes go, uh, each episode in the decade, we're calling it that way. We're just kind of looking back at some of the different things that happened. And this one being episode 96, we're looking at 1996. Do you remember? 1996. You had graduated in 94. Yeah. high school yeah and so you were well on to uh adult adulting yeah as i was our adulting kids say. Yeah. <laughs> good phrase yep we yeah. were adulting yeah well and uh so so maybe you know some things or it'll you can think back to some things that you were doing in 1996 in the headlines in the news dolly the sheep was cloned it was the first clone all right and uh, she was born on july 5th 
and lived for seven years, a cloned sheep. I don't know what the natural uh, expectancy, life expectancies of sheep, but for a clone for seven years, Ben and I were just laughing the other day, Ben Hill, uh, we were saying we had so many things to do. I, I need a clone. So uh, it's like if we could get twice as much done, you imagine that? I Minim- cannot imagine having two of you. So <laughs> I, I, I love you so much, but I just want the one. <laughs> okay. All right. And I think it would be dangerous business to clone me. Oh, so. yeah. Well, and I, I think back to that that movie that had Michael Keaton in it. And Multiplic- Michael, multiplicity. Multiplicity. Every time he got cloned, it was like a Xerox machine. Every t- The quality degrades yeah. every time you take a picture of a copy of a copy of a, <laughs> uh, it, was, it. was a good idea. But uh, uh, minimum wage in 1996 was $4.75 per hour. Red Bull energy drink entered the U.S. market. Janice, you'll love that. 1996 is when Red Bull started on the market. Uh, Febreze fabric refresher. All right. Now, this one is uh, makes me happy. <laughs> they, I love Febreze. They began test marketing in 1996. And by 1998, it was sold nationwide. Uh, you Probably Febreze in almost every... Uh, every home it these should days. Be. Yeah, if it it's not, be. it should be. Um, and, and some odd news. They Did you know they had tea testers? From 1897 until 1996, the federal government had a board of tea testers whose job was to make sure that imported tea was good enough to be sold in the United States. No, did they, I did not know I mean, that. What, and what, I find did, that hard to believe because I feel like they allow some food and a drink to be manufactured true. and sold that is not... <laughs> Not good. Well, they discontinued this 26 years ago, so that might be the state of where we're at today of all the other things. But do you think no. that they would have people come in and how do you like do an interview for that? Give them a cup of tea and see if they raise their pinky while they're I drinking mean, it or something? Uh, like, that guy didn't raise his pinky. He's out of so here. funny. You know, when I was a kid, I always <clears throat> thought I love cheese. Like, I, love, oh. <laughs> I just love cheese. And I thought, you know, when I grow up, I want to be a cheese taster, ah. not a tea taster. Yeah, there you go. Minivans. It wasn't until 1996 that minivans had sliding doors on both. Both sides of the second row, and before then, they they didn't have a sliding door on the driver's side, right? I do remember now it's that. Commonplace, pretty yeah. much. Huh? Interesting. <clears throat> and prior to 1996, there was no requirement to present an ID to board an airplane mm-hmm. to get on an airline. Mm-hmm. Um, they had put that in after some uh, several other uh, flight things had gone wrong and um, tragedies, and so they just decided in 1996, yep, you know, you got to start showing your ID when yeah, you get in the I, gate. Yeah, I flew. Um, you know, at 12 years old by myself between Kansas City and Tulsa. Yes. And, um, the, I mean, there you just walked on, man. There was no... Mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. course, what kind of ID do you have as a 12-year-old? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, right. In 1996, we also saw the birth of the waving inflatable man. You know the guy that you see out in front of car dealerships <gasps> yes. and all kinds of things? The waving inflatable arm flailing tube man, is his official name, Whoa. was created for the 1996 Olympics in Atlanta. That's crazy. How about that? You know the guy that's out there, you know, yeah. blowing in the wind? I always yeah. love seeing those. In technology, Motorola launched the Motorola StarTac cellular device on the 3rd of January, which was the first ever flip mobile phone. Oh. Motorola. Wow. They're responsible for that. Actually, huh. Star Trek, the original series, is responsible for that because they had the first little flip phone device, right? Did you like that? Yeah, I like that. Thanks. I like that. You know, in last episode, we talked about how Newsweek missed it by scoffing at how long they thought the internet was going to last. That is a crummy news reporting. I don't know if this guy went off of that article for the next season or the next year, but in 1996, Ethernet inventor, Ethernet's what connects networks right? together of computers. Robert Metcalf predicted that the internet would collapse in 1996, promising to eat his words if not. And in 1997, he took a printed copy of his column that predicted the collapse, put it in a blender with some liquid, and then consumed the pulpy mass. I guess he stayed true to his word, but gross. Hey, if you're a columnist and you say something like that, I'm going to eat my words and you don't do it, then I don't think people are going to be reading you very much longer. Wow. <laughs> Probably his job was on the line. Wow. Hey, you remember in Los Angeles, there was an iconic building that we were driving down. I don't, I'm not sure what highway it's off of. It's the Capitol Records building. Right. It's I been remember. in movies, TV shows, all yeah. kinds of It's iconic because it's it's a tall and it's round. It's cylindrical, right? And it says Capitol Records at the top. Did you know there's a light on top of the Capitol Records building in Los Angeles that spells out the word Hollywood in Morse code. No way. Yeah. It started blinking Hollywood in 1956 and has only stopped once in June of 1996 on Capitol Records 50th anniversary where it blinked Capitol 50. Well, isn't that interesting? Yeah. And travel plans were made easier in 1996 when Travelocity opened online. That's funny. 
People we, use it every day. You know, um, I know as we are wrapping up this episode, I just want to tell you one that remind you one of the things that we talked about this week. We talked about remember when we didn't have Google Maps and Apple Maps, and yeah. we actually had to go on and get a Map Quest on Printed the internet. It out. Print it out yeah. and follow it. And before that, we used these crazy things called atlases, and yeah. we prayed that they were up to date. But you could also get usually free maps from filling stations yeah, and rest of areas. the state mm-hmm. that you were in. So, you can still do that. And we were back, and we you, went through Indiana and we picked up an Indiana map uh, and Baylor was looking at it in the backseat of the car. Huh, I didn't really. Yep, that. you could still get them in travel stops and places like that. Wow. In entertainment, Marvel Comics filed for bankruptcy in 1996, but I'd say they're doing really, really well with they all the. They made a uh, comeback. Yeah, they sure did. Tickle Me Elmo debuted in 96. That was a crazy thing. You remember Christmas? Oh, yeah. People were fighting in the stores and they were selling them for up to $1,500 in newspapers and on the internet. Are you kidding? No. Wow. It was, they were really, they were really taking now, advantage of the craze. Now I remember Tickle Me Elmo, but of course I didn't have children or anything. I was, I was a young adult at that time, and so mm-hmm. I didn't know or have a need to purchase a Tickle Me Elmo. Yeah, yeah. We mentioned Pokemon earlier. The Pokemon franchise launched in 1996, mm-hmm. and Rent the musical opened on Broadway in April and closed in September of 2008. Aww. So they had a good long run. Yeah, there. that's awesome. We were watching movies like Jerry Maguire and Mission Impossible, both the same year with Tom Cruise as the star in that. Uh, the English patient michael with john travolta and uh, mars attacks which was a um, um one of those crazy movies um but uh I, i'm his i'm just i didn't write it down um the guy who did beetlejuice not not uh, the actor but the producer director uh, i don't know tim I... burton oh it was a tim burton movie anyway uh the, the big movies according to box office mojo were independence day Twister, <laughs> our daughter Taylor loves to watch that movie. That's like one of those that she'll, she sees every time. Mission Impossible, Jerry Maguire, and Ransom with Mel Gibson. Uh, I remember Twister. We we had that when I worked at Hollywood Video, a video rental place. Yeah. We put it on the screens. The tornado sirens were going off outside, and we put the movie Twister on because we were supposed to stay in the building. You know, so what else are we got to do? We were we were twisted in that way that we put that movie on. <laughs> and people who knew and they were still coming to rent movies and they're like, oh y'all are messed up. We got that movie going. So some notable quotables from 1996 before we wrap up here is uh, you had me at hello which was Renee Zellweger from Jerry Maguire and of course also Cuba Gooding Jr. in Jerry Maguire show me the money show me the money you know I love that movie had a lot of one liners though didn't it it really did it really did TV we were still watching ER it was the top of the charts Mm -hmm. Uh, Seinfeld Suddenly Susan and Friends I watched all all of those yeah Mm -hmm. and in sports a 21 year old golfer named Eldrick Taunt Tiger Woods turns professional, going on to be one of the most successful and most recognized players in the sport. He was 21 years old when he went pro. And World Series champions were the New York Yankees, and the Super Bowl champions that year were the Dallas Cowboys. So wow. something for everybody. Lynn likes the Yankees, and yeah. and Janice likes the Cowboys, and so yeah. y'all got winners that year in 1996. Wow, 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 So it was wow. a good year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys... It's time to wrap this yeah. up. I'm, I'm going to put this in here. I want to mention that we had said we would use the uh, generational colloquialisms. We'll do those on Monday's show. How about oh, that? Oh, that's great. Monday Morning Motivation. Yeah, that's good. That'll be at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time, 9.30 Central, and uh, we'll be kicking off your week in a, in a grand fashion that way. And so uh, we look forward to doing that. Hey, how about we close with a couple shout outs? Okay, uh, yeah. A shout out to our podcast listeners. We can't see you and you can't see us, but we sure love you and we appreciate that you tune in to our content absolutely we know you could choose so many other people to listen to but you choose to listen to us and we're super grateful for that so thank you we bless you in jesus name if you're interested in listening to a podcast while you're traveling or driving or commuting um, or just mowing or washing dishes right <laughs> yeah um, you can check us out on spotify apple Podcasts, podbean all the places where you get your podcast that's where the good morning show with terry and melissa is also a shout out to our united states postal workers here in Shelbyville, Kentucky. They sort and deliver our mail and we appreciate and love them so much. Thank you for taking such good care of us in the 40065. That's all the time we've got for this episode, number 96. We love hanging out with you guys. We look forward to doing it again and uh, we hope you do too. Spread the word. Share our show with your family and friends so we can reach that many more people for Jesus and uh, just uh, encourage everybody that we come across. That's right. We really, really love you because Lord Jesus really, really loves you. Whatever you're going through, you're not going through it alone. You don't have to be alone. Reach out. Don't be isolated. Let's do this together. We are a fellowship, a family, and we really care about you. That's right. And you matter to God, so you matter to us. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless you guys. 
Bye for now. Thanks for tuning into the Good Morning Show with Terry and Melissa. You can catch up on previous episodes, find links to our social pages, and drop us a line at our website, thegoodmorningshow.tv. Thanks for listening.